Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Look what it says here. And I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I think we, yeah, yeah, you got, yeah, no. It went to negative. I don't know how to do it, but make sure you figure it out, please. First uh, Corinthians 13, 13, look what it says here. I want you to understand, today we're going to be saying, we've been preaching about this finding this hidden treasure. Today I want you to ask you a question. How do you find the hidden treasure of hope? Amen? Write that down. How do I find the hidden treasure of hope? Amen? Because hope's a force. Okay? You got that? And if you don't understand the hope force, you're going to have problems. Is that all right? Because hope is a force. I want you to see what the Bible says about it. Write these scriptures down. You're going to need them. I got some really good ones for you. I think it's really going to encourage you. Because hope is, here's my formal definition of hope. I, I, came, I came up with it because I like it. Hope is confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Write that down. What is hope? When you see in the Bible hope, it's confident expectation with joyful anticipation. So confident expectation with joyful anticipation. It's like hope goes like this. Hey, I'm confidently expecting something, and I'm joyfully waiting for that something to come to pass. You see it? Yeah, you got this, man. So this is how you do this, right? So write it down. That's my formal definition of hope. So every time you see hope, it's okay to say it because it kind of works together. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, until then, you got faith, hope, and love. All right? Uh, yeah, 13, 13. There you go. Boom. Until then, there are three things that are remaining. What are they? Faith, hope, and now you hear a lot about faith. You hear a lot about love, but we don't hear too much about hope, right? We got to learn what hope is. Hope's a force, okay? What? So love's greatest of all of them, but guess what? He didn't say faith was, faith was nothing. He didn't say hope was nothing. Hope's important. You got to realize that hope is really important for your future because without hope, you don't have one. That's what you got to realize. And some people have stopped hoping. It's kind of like you stop dreaming. You stop expecting. If hope is confident expectation, if you don't have hope, you don't have any more expectation about anything getting better. Come on, man. Are you here? You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't got no hope. Then you ain't got no expectation. I'm just a, I'm a, you know, I'm just a wishing and a thinking and a, no, 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 you got to have hope. It's a force. It comes from the word of God. The problem is without understanding what hope is, I, I neglect it. And without it, man, I'm going to have a problem because faith cannot materialize something that I do not hope. Amen. We're going to see it. Now, here's where hope works. Okay. I want you to look at this one. Look at Romans 8, 24. Glory to God. You know, most people give more importance to faith and, and, and love, but I think we got to look at hope and really understand this. Look at Romans 8, 24 and 25. This is good stuff because this is where it shows you the power of hope because hope works like faith and without faith, we're going to have a problem and without hope, we ain't going to have this future. I'm telling you, this is how this works. Watch this. This is what? For this is the hope of our salvation, but hope means what? That we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. Okay. Okay, so I just, for this is our hope. What's our hope of our salvation? Hope means that we must what? Trust and wait for what is still unseen. 
So hope works in the unseen realm like faith works in the unseen realm. They both work in the unseen realm. You understand that? So hope has no other position but the word of God because you cannot see hope like you cannot see faith and its force is found in the word of God. So that's just a fancy way for God explaining this, that without the word of God, we cannot form the position of hope. See that? So now how many got some hopeless situations? You go to a doctor, doctor tells you, you're going to die, bro. That's hopeless. You got things that, you know what I'm saying? Financial things. You got life things. There's no hope. Abraham said it like this. Again, Abraham shows up and goes, hey, I'm 100. She's like 99. She don't got the parts. I don't have the pizzazz. Hey, praise the Lord. This is the way it's going to go, bro. There ain't no way we having a kid. Jesus said against hope, he believed in hope and achieved the promises of God. Are you here? So what's that mean? So hope can do the impossible. It's a force. Now look what he says. Now you got to see this up here. For this is the hope of our salvation. What? We must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to what? Hope for something we already have. See it? You ain't gonna hope. So this was say, well, why I gotta hang on to hope? Because you can't see it. Look at verse 25. Come on, you're doing good. So because our hope is set on what is yet yet to be seen, it's not in the material world, it's in the unseen realm of the world of God. We patiently keep waiting for its fulfillment. Do you see that? So it's kind of like this. Hope, hope, look at, look at Hebrews, look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. They're going to pop it up there for you. You know, you work in your mind today. I'm working, making you think. Say, well, I don't understand why hope is such a big deal. Because without hope, you got no target for faith. Without no target for faith, you got no help of changing anything. Can't change nothing. Ain't nothing changed. So we got to use, we got to use hope as a force. Now faith, we're looking to read the Bible. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the ev- See it? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for. What happens if I got no things hoped for? Then faith has no target to change. So let me, so you, you're not going to like this, but I don't, it's the true. Hope's your side. Faith's God's side. Well, I ain't got nothing I'm hanging. Well, then you ain't got no force to change. You see it? You understand it? You pulling it together? Because you're going to run. Well, well, this marriage is so jacked up. Yeah, time out. We could fix it. Oh, this kid's so hell bent. I don't even know if he's coming back. We can fix it. Oh, this, this thing, this doctor report's bad. We can fix it. All we got to do is go, we got to go find some truth in the word of God, but I don't see it. Well, that's where hope and faith works. You see it? Well, how am I going to, oh, my mental perspective is shot out. Nobody knows the mind battling I'm doing within my internal thought structure. I got news for you. Hope will fix that too. He'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. You got to go here. You got to dig for this stuff though. See what I'm saying? So it's hopeless. Ain't nothing hopeless in the kingdom, baby. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You're doing good. So now here's what we got to understand. So hope is a force. Hope is a change. We are, what's my title of my sermon today? In case you didn't pay attention, I just want to give it to you all over again. 
I am searching for the hidden treasure of hope because sometimes in life, I'm going to go through some stuff. I don't know how I'm going to get out, but God's going to get me out. You know what I'm saying? And if I find the word of God, I'm going to find the force of change. But faith materializes things hope for. Well, what happens if I don't have no confident expectation from the word of God? Bible says it goes within the veil. So I'm going to show you how to do it today. You understand? Because you're smart. You can do this. But you got to realize this. I'm going to give you some powerful truths to help you understand this. Number one, write this down. There is hidden treasure waiting for you in every season of your life. Every season of life, God has a solution for everything you're walking through. Come on. Amen. Every season of life, God's got a solution for everything you're walking through. You got to remember that because sometimes it feels like, man, I don't want to be in this season. Can I get out of here? Jesus, glory to God, right? I want to go. Let me out of here. I got to go, 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 go. Get me out. Look what it says in Psalms 31, 19. Now write these scriptures down. You're going to need them. Hallelujah, you little Pentecostal blessing you are. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, Pastor I don't know why you're preaching this thing about hope. You ever been felt hopeless? Come on, man. You ever feel like you can't do nothing? You ever been stuck in something so wacky you got no control over anything going on and you feel like you're losing it just a little bit and I'm about ready to punch somebody, man, but you can't punch nobody, but you want to punch somebody or you want to just yell and throw something against the wall and you know if you throw it against the wall, you got to go in the garage to do it because you don't want nobody else in the house to see you do it. Come on. Y'all are lying in the house of God. Come on, somebody give me an amen. Give me a double amen. You know, you're like, God, I, and then you ever get mad at God about it? Like, yo, God. What are you doing up there? Like, your, your dance card ain't that full. You're so busy, you can't just fix this thing. Where are you? But you got to patiently wait, and you got to watch, and, you gotta, and then you got to have joyful anticipation. Woo, come on. How many, how many, how many, like, how many got patience? I got no patience, right? How many got, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got a joyfully, a confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Isn't that cute for, like, three hours? Come on, I'm not preaching to that other side of the room. They're not amen to me. Come on, I'm going over here. Come on, are you, you here today? You, you, know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this has been good. I've been waiting for three hours. God, where is it? You know what I'm saying? You ever, have this, you ever been stuck in something for months? Oh, my God, man. You're like, God, already, all right? Come on. Are you, you have confident expectation? I did three weeks ago. I'm about ready to lose it, man. And I'm sure we're not joyful right now. I'm kind of getting ticked off to tell you the truth. I'm about ready to yell. You know what I'm saying? But I got to stay there with joyful anticipation and confident expectation. That's the force of hope. That's the force of faith. But nobody tells you this when you first sign up for those promises. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Just believe God. Everything's going to be great. Come on. I'm, I'm not lightening it, but I'm explaining it so you can understand it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to lose expectation and confidence, and I'm starting to lose my joyful anticipation. Okay, it's all right. Just no but. You got to go back and revisit hope because just because it looks like it's hopeless, it's not. You understand? You got to hang on to faith, but faith doesn't have nothing to materialize unless it's got hope, and hope's your side, faith's God's side. Amen. You better get that now. That's deep. You get that on the ride home, some of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean faith is God's side? God gave you his faith, but guess what? You got hope. You got to find hope. That's why Abraham didn't say nothing about faith with this thing. He said, against hope, I believed in hope. You know what I'm saying? He had to have the hope God gave him his faith. 
I'm telling you, man, you better get what I'm saying. So you got to hang on. So write these down, right? I gave you these. Psalm 31, 19. There is hidden treasure waiting for you. Look what he says here in verse 31. Lord, how wonderful you are. You have stored up so many good things for us, like a treasure chest heaped up and spilling over with blessings. All of those who honor and worship you, everybody knows what you can do for those who turn and hide themselves in you. Did you get that? Ain't that good news? I said, ain't that good news? Come on. He stored them up like a treasure chest. God's got hope waiting for you. Look at this. Isn't that good? Go back. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. It's real good. Give him the first part, please. Lord, how wonderful you are. What did you do? You stored up for me so many good things like a treasure chest. Praise be to God. Look at the second half. Heaped up, spilling over what blessings for all those who honor and worship you. Everybody knows what you can do. For what? For, for those who turn and hide themselves in you. He's got them stored up. It's waiting for you, man. You know, I told him, I was telling him, you ever watch that? What, they told me what it was, Gold Rush? You ever watch that thing? You ever watch that thing on TV? No, yeah, you're right. A few minutes, you don't think it's boring? I thought it was exciting, right? So this guy, this crazy nitwit is in a full wetsuit, with hot water tube in, in his thing, and they throw this guy in the middle of the ocean, and he goes over there with a vacuum, and he's, he's kicking rocks and brrr, with a vacuum, and he's sucking dirt off the bottom of the seafloor. You told me what it was. Gold rush, right? Yeah, John helped me, right? So, brrr, and I'm like, I'm going, what is this nitwit doing? You know what I mean? He's down there freezing, coming out freezing. He's down there sucking this thing with a vacuum. And I'm like, man, oh, I get it. He's, he's searching for gold, right? Because gold is a precious metal item, right? It's valuable, right? And you're thinking, well, this guy's crazy, risking his life, doing all this nut stuff down there, sucking. And then they tally it all up after they do it. A million and a half bucks. I said, well, praise God, maybe he's not that stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, you're thinking, like, that ain't a bad living. Go down there, just tube up and suck a little bit of dirt. What I'm trying to get you to understand is this, is that this is a precious metal. It's a treasure in the earth. Jesus tells us in Proverbs, you search in the word of God like you go searching for precious metal, you're going to find treasure that's beyond rubies, beyond diamonds, beyond gold, beyond silver, beyond anything precious. And I'm saying, here we are on the earth, right, for stuff, and it's cool, but guess what? It's work. You got to go find this treasure. It's waiting for you. But I promise you, every season of life you come in, God's got something laid up for you with the blessing of God upon it, but you just got to seek it and find it, right? Because what's the first thing we think about when we step into life is this. God has already, do you think this? Sometimes, I don't. God stored up what I need right now in this season, but I still got to discover it. All I need to do is turn myself to God because he's already been waiting for you. That's big. Here's the number two part. I got to find the hidden treasure of hope. Sometimes in certain seasons, man, it's hopeless. You know what I mean? You, or you feel, how about this? It may not be hopeless, but you feel like it's hopeless. You know what I'm saying? You just feel like, man, God, everywhere I go, it seems like door closing, door closing. I'm trying to get a break. Trying to, and it doesn't seem like anything's given. But guess what? God's still in it. I got to be able to find the hope in the middle of the mess. Because against hope, I got to believe in hope, man. You ever been in some hopeless situations? You know what I'm saying? Or at least it feels hopeless. Like, is this ever going to go away? You know what you got to do? I'm still believing God. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. I sure wish you'd hurry up with the when. But hey, you know what, God? I still trust you. You know what I'm saying? You know? We've been in this. How many people we had supposed to die or weird stuff or goofy stuff and just crazy stuff. And they're like, you know, I had one guy who was $800,000 in debt. Um, it was hopeless. He's like, I'm done. 
I said, no, you ain't. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want, I want to do all this. He said, I, I, I said, all right. I said, no problem. I said, I said, if you stick to this plan, I give you, it'll work. And he said, all right, I'll do it. I'll try it. We'll figure it out, whatever. And I said, if that's your confession of faith, I said, God will do it. You know, God honored that. And the guy wound up turning that whole thing around. I was shocked me, bro. Sometimes I, I'm, look, <laughs> they ain't watching, I don't think, right? It shocked me, dude. It really did. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to tell some of you this because you think like, does he do that when he talks to me? Probably not nobody in the room. But sometimes I go, okay. <laughs> Click, you know, and you go, oh, God, this is going to be big. How are you going to do this? He did it. God never ceases to amaze you. I'm telling you, man, you got faith and you got hope. You can pull this off. I, I've, I've been bewildered by God. Like sometimes I just go, you're a bad man. God, God, there goes that bad mama there goes that man like he's a bad God's a bad man you know what I mean like you bad bro like if God wants to do it he's gonna do his thing you know just back up and let him be God you know just be like Father, Son, Holy Ghost just chill don't get you know because you gotta learn that he's bigger than anything you face and sometimes I don't want to be the guy to be like whoa he did it but sometimes he makes you stand back and on go whoa he did it and you're looking at this mountain it looks so big you know it was funny. I was like, we, they, Paul made me laugh the one day. He wanted to go climb rocks. I was like, yeah, if you want to climb rocks, I'll climb rocks, whatever. I don't know nothing about climbing rocks, you know. So I get out there, you know, I'm climbing these rocks. I thought it was going to be like this little baby trail, like, you know, little bunny trail, like, you know, like the baby stuff. No, it was real rocks. I'm like, dude, if I fall, bro, right? So I'm walking up these rocks, and we got to the top of this thing, man, and these rocks are ginormous, you know, red rock or whatever that thing is. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I mean. And these rocks are ginormous. And you're thinking, dude, how in the world could these rocks be, how could you move these mountains? And you know what's crazy? You'll laugh about this. You can see where the water from the rain, and it doesn't even rain, it's the desert. But when it does rain, you could see the effects of the water hitting those rocks and actually made grooves over God knows how many years. And I'm thinking, man, isn't it funny what God said? He said, even though you got to speak to mountains, which you do, and those big things rain, he said, but the washing of the water of the word started making stuff just make grooves through some of the valleys that don't look like anybody can get there. God's word can. I said, how did this water get all the way over there? You know what I mean? And do all that. And you start thinking about God. You're like, look, the washing of the water of this word will even put grooves in these mountains. To make you understand that I'm God. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I'm still bigger than the situation and these boulders. And you got to speak to them things. And you got to keep speaking. I think like, man, God, if you were talking about these kind of mountains, that's a big mountain to move. Guess what? He said the word of God and the power of God and the ability of God. If you just keep speaking to it, it'll move sooner or later. And I got news for you. He'll make some smooth places in those rocky times. Come on, won't he now? He'll smooth it out. You'll be all right, all right? Don't freak out. Just hang on. Because look what it says here in Psalms 27. Woo, this is a big one, ready? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says he talked about teaching him his ways, but I want you to just look at verse 13. Psalm 27, 13, and 14. For time's sake, I want to give you more because I want to give you all these points today, and I don't want to go until I do it, right? Look what it says in Psalms 27, 13, and 14. It's not easy, guys, but you could do this. you got to search for treasure because you can find it. Don't you forget it. I'm telling you, you can. Look what he says here. Yet, I totally trust you. Do you see these scriptures? To rescue you one more time so that I can see what, once again, yet I totally trust you. What do you trust? You're going to rescue me, God. 
One more time. How many say one more time? Come on. You know he don't run out. He just keep rescuing you. He God. Right? So that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Now look at 14. Right? Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Okay? Don't be impatient. Don't be what? Entwined as one with the Lord. Right? Be brave and never lose hope. Be brave, be courageous, and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. Come on, man. You see that? Don't ever lose hope. Come on. You ever been somewhere and, and you feel like you're losing hope? Don't lose hope. You know? Sometimes even like sports. I like sports. You know, I'm a sports guy. And even like, you know, coaching, you know, having, having some guys that are just are doing it at another level and you get, get around them. Nobody's ever motivated you with losing hope. Come on, man. We've got to turn it around. Well, how are we going to do it? How do I know how we're going to do it? Who cares? Just know we're going to do it. Come on. How many times do you come in a situation and you start getting, you start losing hope? You start thinking that it ain't going to turn around. No, you got to what? You got to positively think and know God's not going to disappoint me. He's going to fix it. Here's a big one, right? Write this down. Number three, sometimes my only hope is to hope. That sounds so goofy, but when we read these next seven verses in Psalms 39, I'm telling you, man, God gets real with this thing. Psalms 39, one. Sometimes, you ever, you ever get to the place where the only thing I can do is hope? You know what I'm saying? All I got is hope. Because I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't do it. I can't. Look what he said here. Look what the psalmist said. He said, here's my life's motto, the truth I live by. I will guard my ways for all of my days. I will speak only what is right. Guarding what I what? Speak. Man, ain't that, ain't that true? What happens when you start losing hope? You start losing your mouth. Right? You start talking negative. You start talking unbelief. You start talking doubt. You start getting pressed. You start getting mad, right? Now you're getting mad. Now it's coming out of your mouth, man. And you got to be careful not to speak the wrong words. Why? Because I don't need to set an atmosphere around me that's going to mess me up, right? Like a watchman guards against an attacking enemy, I will guard and muzzle my mouth. Woo! Come on, somebody, right? How about you know when hope starts slipping, my mouth starts slipping a little bit, Right? You start getting a little negative, like you start getting ornery a little bit. Don't worry about it. What you do is what? Just chill and pull. You know, the other day I figured it out. I was, I was laughing. Gigi laughed so hard, man, because, I, I, you know, I, we were running for a little bit there. And, like, I, I don't know. I was on a different time, time zone, but I don't care about that. I get up. So I'm like, I'm going to be up 3 o'clock in the morning. This is not even an option. This is happening. And literally I figured it out. Like, over two days, I'm talking about it. if I slept Man, I was in, I, Dennis, I was like, I figured out the math. It was 12 hours, maybe in two days. And I knew yesterday, or not yesterday, whatever day it was, not yesterday, day before, I said, I need to go to sleep. Because in about two minutes, I'm going to say stuff. I, I do not need to be saying out of my mouth to anybody. I knew I was, like, sometimes you got to know, like, you need to go take a break, go take a nap. No, I'm being serious, man. I'm not playing, man. Like, sometimes you got, go take a day, go walk the beach. Go pray in tongues. You do not need to be around people because I was edgy whatever day it was. I think it was for, I was edgy, bro. I was like, I'm going to get an argument with somebody because, like, you're just tired. Sometimes you got to take a nap. Sometimes you got to take a walk. Sometimes you got to go clear your head. Sometimes you do not need to be around people 
Because the next thing that comes out your mouth, now I'm not saying you're going to, you know, kind of like, you know, eliminate yourself from the earth, but you know when you're tipping your scale, it's time for you to go in the garage and just chill out. Y'all lie in church, and this is why I cannot stand you lying in church. Amen me, you know what I'm talking about. You ain't even, you beyond hangry. You ain't even hangry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hungry, angry? No, that ain't you beyond that. You just mad. You know what I mean? I was like, I need to go to bed and wake up tomorrow because I'm going to get it. No, you know what? Because it's true, right? Sometimes what happens is guard my mouth. Come on, why? Because God knows what I might say in the next eight minutes. I'm at the brink of saying something stupid. How many of you been there? Amen. So look what he says here. He said, like a watchman guards against the attack of an enemy, I will guard and muzzle my mouth. Oh, my God in heaven. Now we're walking around with muzzles on. It might not be a bad idea. When the wicked are around me, why? I will remain silent. Woo, this is so good. This is so good. I will remain silent and will not grumble or speak out of my disappointment. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Ain't that good? Now, why? It gets worse, though, so everybody clap now, because this is the next one. I'm setting you up so bad, it's almost wrong. Because I was like, well, praise God. Don't say nothing out of your disappointment. He's like, bottle it up. It gets worse. But the longer I'm silent, the more pain grows worse. There it is. Why'd you put it up there? Oh, God. Ma, come on. Right? Now, 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 now you ever, no, y'all been here. I'm just, I'm arch. Okay, this is my theological, this is where my PhD kicks in. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, you, I am guarding my mouth, and while I'm guarding my mouth and not letting my disappointment out of my mouth, I'm internally just reflecting. Yeah, well, now I'm even more miserable because now I can't say nothing. So now while I can't say nothing, I can't complain, I can't get ticked off, I can't yell, I can't hit nobody, praise be to God, I have to sit here so the longer I am silent, the more my pain grows worse because now there's no place out, and now I'm trapped within myself, and I feel like, ah! It's okay, though. Why? Because he's got a solution for this. You ever been there? Amen. I, look, I'm not even preaching to you no more. I'm, amen. You're doing good. Come on. Pop it up there. Why? Because I'm living this some days. You know what I mean? And you can't say nothing. And you want to say something. But you know if you say something, you're going to say the wrong thing. And if you say something over here, I'm going to say something out of my disappointment. And I don't want to stay in this season, so I'm trying to get out of this season. So the only thing to do in this season is shut up. And while I'm shut up in this season, I'm mad because I'm internally reflecting about how whacked out I am on the inside, but I can't say nothing about it. And you can't do nothing about it. And you just got to hang on and stay there. And God's like, okay, I'm here to help. Thanks, God. Wow, great. My heart burned <laughs> with a fire within me. And my thoughts, this is worse. So just in case you I want to preface this. It's going to get worse. Okay, right? My thoughts eventually boiled over until they finally came rolling out of my mouth. That's a real great day. Did you ever have one of those boiling over moments come rolling out of your mouth? Oh, God, I hope you didn't tell your wife. Because she's got, she, let me tell you what, ladies, you guys are amazing. You, women are so amazing. She cannot remember. I'm going to do it because I don't really care, Bray. I'm here and I'm going over the edge because it's rolling out of my mouth. You cannot remember the 19 things I told you about something here. It's magical how you can do this, right? About like the simple thing, like, you know, hey, can you get that? When you, yeah, all right. the 19 times we talked about that, you guys can't remember any of that. But 1973 on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock, you said something negative? She has recall like a dinosaur, man. She can pull that thing up and tell you the time. She'll tell you what you were wearing. You were wearing that blue jacket with the white shoes, and you said yes to me, and I'm like, 
but you can't remember what I asked you about dinner last, all right, whatever. I don't know how you do it. You're magical. Praise be the Lord. God made you unique. I don't know how. Praise God. You're, you're wonderful. I don't know how you do it. She'll tell you it was a Tuesday. It was raining outside. They know everything. They got that all figured out. So I just said, amen. My Lord, help me to know how fleeting my time on earth is. Why? Help me to know how limited my life is. Keep going. And that I'm not, I am only here before one moment more. Woo! Come on, watch this. It's getting better. What a brief time you've given me to live. Compared to you, my lifetime is nothing at all. Nothing more than a puff of air. What's he saying? Look, he's like, you're going through it, but just chill out. It ain't going to be that long. You're going to be all right. And so, that, so too are the grandest of men. They are nothing but a fleeting shadow. You're like, this is supposed to be positive. Pause in my presence. It's going to get positive. Look, we live our lives like lives those living in the shadows. All our activities and energies are spent for what? Things that are going to pass away. We gather, we hoard, we cling on to things, only to leave it all behind for who knows. And now, God, I'm left with one conclusion. My own hope is to hope in you alone. Ain't that true, though? Ain't that so true? Yep. Like, you all in all this stuff, you're going to leave it to only know who knows who. <laughs> so what did he figure out? He said, the only thing I know is to hope in you. Sometimes it does look hopeless. But it isn't. Sometimes it looks like it's not working. But it's going to. Sometimes it doesn't look like anything can happen. But I promise you it's going to work out. Amen. Look at this. Here's the greatest thing we need to know. Write this down. It's going to help you. You need to search the word for cherished treasure. Now, I want to explain that. What does that mean? Remember we talked about like that vacuum sucking gold off the bottom? This stuff ain't sitting on the surface, guys. You're going to have to spend some time in the word of God. Okay? So if you, haven't, you ain't got no word intake, you got to start getting some word intake. You know what I mean by that? Look what it says in Psalms chapter 2, verse 1. You understand what I said about that word intake? You got to put some word intake in there. You know what that means? You got to allow your spirit to get to the place where you get some word. Look at this. Look at Proverbs. I'm sorry, Proverbs 2 and 1. Did I give you that one? Oh, it's my bad. Proverbs 2 and 1. I told you Psalms. You got to search the word. Proverbs 2 and 1. We'll give them time to get there. But he's saying what? He's saying, search for this word. Find this word. My child, when you treasure my wisdom, then and only then will you acquire it. Ain't that good? You got to be, you got to understand how valuable this word is. It says, my child, will you treasure my wisdom? It's a question. He said, the moment you do, then you'll find it. It's got to be precious to you. Otherwise, you ain't going to find it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I know it's kind of weird. Like, what do you mean precious to me? You got to be seeking God. And it ain't big, but you got to spend time with him. God, show me some stuff. God, help me. He'll help you, you know? And you don't need to be no you know, Bible 24 hours a day, but you got to be least looking for truth. Come on, right? And acquire it. And if you what? And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you, will you succeed? He's telling you right now, you got to hide this word in your heart. You got to put it on inside of you. It doesn't make a difference what it looks like. You're just going to say, look at this, keep going. So train your heart to listen when I speak 
and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. So train your heart to listen when I speak. What's that mean? You got to pay attention when the word of God's out. Pay attention to it and guard it. You know, it's funny. I was in the office a couple weeks ago, and I was just talking to one, one of my friends. Guy came and see me, and he said something, and I knew when he said it, I said, that's a scripture. He didn't even know. He don't even know to this day he said something. He didn't. But I, I, when I heard it, I said, that's a scripture. And I, and, I, and I grabbed it. And then I had to go find it because the couple words in it were a scripture. Todd, I'm sitting here and I'm going, that's for me. And I, and, I, and I had to go find it. And then I was like, oh, man, where is that? And then it took me time and I was like, dang, I know that scripture, but I don't know where it is. So then I, it was bugging me. It was coming to my recall. And I'm like, I know it. I know where is it. And then I had to try to, I had to, try to like, in my head, friend, it was crazy. I'm like, I, I was almost ready to call, but he didn't even know where, he didn't go like, oh, you know, Matthew 8:42. He just gave a part of a scripture. And that part of the scripture, there was two words in it, and I knew. Man, I took the two words out. I Googled it. I was trying to chase it down. Then I'm trying to figure out what translation it's in. I'm putting work to this, man. Why? Because that word's for me. And then all of a sudden, I said, God, you got to help me find that thing, man. And I found it. And when I found it, I buried it in me because I knew it was mine. See what I'm saying? See, that's like the guy in the vacuum on the bottom. Like, I needed to hear that. I put it in my heart. That thing ain't, ain't nobody taking that. You understand? See, that's how you do. See, listen, that's how you dream. I don't care what any of these people tell you. You understand me? I don't care what anybody tells you. You could achieve anything you believe you can. Don't let anybody limit you with their mouth. No one knows your potential. You got more potential than you realize. And if they say anything to you, you, you take it with a grain of salt because you live by what's in here. Because you're going to have critics all your life. You could do anything with God. Nothing's impossible. I'm telling you, it's true. You see what I'm saying? Don't let nobody label you. Don't let nobody limit you. But I got to get that word. And I had to chase it. So I chased it in my heart. I said, oh, there it is. And I had to go get at it, dig. Just like that vacuum. Why? Wow, I need that. You said, Pastor Chris, is it valuable? More valuable than anything. Why? Because, when, because cause nothing can answer that stuff but God's word. Do you get that? Now let's read this. You got this? You Okay. Look right over here. So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide. Do you understand what I was saying though? I was having a simple conversation. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be Bible 101. Are you getting this? In a simple conversation, that scripture went by and I'm saying, oh, there it is. See why you got to understand your, 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 your uh, um, I don't want to say, yeah, you could say, in your, when you're in an environment, things are being exchanged that are answers to your questions and your prayers. That's why some of you, you hang around with ding-dongs, most of you. That's your problem. You got to hang around people that are going to speak the things you need to hear. I'm telling you, man. See, that's why I was trying to tell you. You got to go find a voice you can listen to in your future. If you don't, you're wasting your time. And, I, I, and you position yourself to get around people that have the wisdom. You do. Anything. Because they save you time and money. And you ain't got enough of both. And then you, you, I'm telling you, this is how it works. You, you, you know what I'm saying. All right. So you, you get that? But do you understand what I'm saying? I wasn't in like Bible study and I got the word. I was in a simple having a drink and coffee and somebody said something. I said, there it is. So you got to be aware to what? You, you got to, you, what it is is this. You got to be aware of your environment, even though when you're in a certain environment, you think like, well, God ain't going to speak to me here. You'll never know when God will speak to you. 
That's why you got to be alert to wait. So what's your life going to look like when you get up tomorrow and you're expecting God to speak to you? What's hope again? Confident expectation with joyful anticipation. I can't wait for tomorrow. Why? I don't know what he's going to say to me. Come on, right? I don't know what he's going to say to me. Come on. He's going to say a lot of good things, right? Watch. Watch verse 3. Cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. If you keep seeking it like a man who would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, you will discover the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. That's funny I said sterling silver, right? Other places said rubies, diamonds, and gold. He said, just like they go searching for that stuff, you got to search the word of God for hope. The next time it feels like something's coming down, go get some hope. Come on, man, you can do this thing. You got to, but here's the news, right? David said he encouraged himself. Ain't nobody going to give you hope. You got to get hope for yourself. And you're going to become like an OG. You know what that is? Like, yeah, you, you, like, you're going to, man, I'm, I'm, I'm discouraged. Everybody in this room's been discouraged. But I'm going to encourage myself. I'm going to live in this discouragement business. I'm going to live in this weak thing. I'm going to live strong in the Lord of power of mind. All right, last one. You ready? Right? right? I didn't give him this in the morning, so you got the bonus pack. Hope gives us strength in times when we struggle. Look at Romans 5 and 2. It's the passion, Ma, because I definitely did not put that in there again. Sorry. Right? 5, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and we're done. Come on. You ready? Come on. You did great today. Come on. Come on. You see this? Come on, right? You see this? Our faith. Read this with me. Come on. Our faith. You don't have to read it out loud, but read it. Just look at it. Our faith guarantees what? Permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us this perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as what? And keep we at us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have what? Joyful confidence. Isn't that joyful expectation? Yes. Knowing that our pressures will develop patient endurance. Great. And patient endurance will refine our character, and proven character leads us back to. And this is the hope. What is this hope? And this hope is not disappointing. It's not a disappointing fantasy because we can what? Now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Come on, man. Hope's not gone. Hope's there. Hope for your future. The Bible says this. It says hope is an anchor of the soul. Amen? Hope anchors your mind. That's Hebrews 6. You don't have to go there. It anchors your mind. It anchors your will. And it anchors your emotion. Do you understand what I just said? Who does that? Hope does that. The moment you decide, right, hope is an anchor of the soul. You ever go fishing? What's the anchor do? Holds you from going all over. It stops you from vacillating up and down in life. It'll anchor your mind. It'll anchor your will. It'll anchor your emotions. When hope, I'm hanging on to hope. What do you mean hope? Confident expectation from the word of God. So if you got the word of healing, it anchors. Your thoughts are all over the place when you're not feeling right. Come on. Come on. 
When your marriage looks jacked up, come on, you got to have the anchor back to that promise. And no matter what it may seem like is going on over here, I'm anchored to that hope and I got a sure, steadfast. It enters into the veil. It keeps me secure. It doesn't keep me from going up and down. I might, uh, come on, I might weeble and wobble, but we ain't falling down, right? Because I'm anchored. My, my emotions are like, ah, but it anchors me down. My will might go, I don't want to do this no more, but it anchors me down. Come on, my mind's all cracked up, like, oh my God, what am I doing? anchored down. That anchor stops me from going too far out. I can't go nowhere. It'd be like if I tied a rope around my waist and tied myself to the building, how far can I go? I can only go as far as that rope. I'm anchored to the truth. I'm anchored to hope. Keep yourself anchored to hope and you'll change your future forever. Amen? Come on. But here's what I got news for you. I'm going to pray for you. Some of you need to hope again. You're losing hope in areas of life and you need to change it and you need to transform it. You ready? Close your eyes. Father, I thank you right now for each and every person here I thank you, Lord, that you're moving supernaturally in their midst because they're hanging on to hope. Maybe hope's disappeared. Maybe hope seems like it's gone. Maybe hope seems like it hasn't, I don't know, hasn't materialized what they need. But I promise you, Father, that they're going to they're going to refine hope again. They're going to have the glory again. They're going to step in this thing. In whatever situation in life, you need them to revisit hope. Let them hope to see everything you promised they could be and do and have and achieve. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.